<laughs> if she doesn't give you her number, you're gonna box I'm gonna her. Beat this yeah. Yeah. We would call that day game. Yeah. I don't know what LA guys call that, but in New York, I just love talking to your red shirt. You know what I'm saying? Just goofy shit that never works. So it's like, what is it? What's up, everybody? Got a very special guest here OG, OG, uh, legend, YouTube legend. McQueen, what's up, what's up man? brother? How you doing, brother? Oh, man. Nice to see yeah. you in person finally, bro. Yeah, man, thanks for coming over, man. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it's, uh, it. Man, you're, you're making people laugh like crazy right now. Thank man. you, man, I appreciate it. You too, bro, yeah, you man. too. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, I mean, I, I had just told you off camera, but um, yeah, man, like, it's, it's crazy how you DM me a couple days after, because two days prior to you DMing me, I was showing this girl this video of you with Churdley's, like, you know, was yeah. doing a podcast and your satirical comedy, and like, Obviously, you're very serious when you deliver your, your punchlines and shit. So people are expecting for you to say something really serious, but then you hit them with some shit. <laughs> and I showed the girl, and I didn't tell her that it was satirical. Yeah. And she got mad. Yeah. And then I told her afterwards, I was like, you know, he's joking, right? And, she, and I was just like, and I just, it was more so just to show myself how, in real time, how genius what you do is. Do you know what I'm saying? And so I just think that's super dope, man, because it's, it's not easy to to be super funny in a room full of people who are trying to be serious yeah, yeah, yeah. while also doing it in a serious way, if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah. I like that, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Thank you, man. How I learned about you was someone sent me a clip of you. Okay. And that's usually how like, I get some of the collaboration ideas. Okay. Right? Someone will send me a, a, a clip on DM and they'll be like, yo, this guy's fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you should collab with this dude. Yeah. Then it's just a luck of the draw. It's like, you know, does the other person also like my content? Right. And, and then when we talk, is there some, you know, chemistry there that we could create something? Exactly, about? right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's really just like, online world is really just like the offline. Yeah. It's the same as anything. Yeah. But when I see you go up to women mm. and talk, it reminds me so much of when I was in New York. Oh, really? Yeah, when I was in New York, I would go get fashion models in the street. Oh, okay, yeah. In Soho, on Soho, on uh, Spring and Broadway. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's in Manhattan, correct? Manhattan. Oh, okay, for sure. Manhattan. Yeah, I had been in New York a couple times. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, LA. Yeah, That's yeah, a big city, though, yeah, too, you know what sure. I mean? for sure, yeah. So, so basically, I would go, like, Monday through Friday, like, 1 to 4, when mm. they would have castings. Okay. Then I would go go up to a model and be like, yo, you know, my name is Nima. Mm. I'm working at Cipriani or One Oak. Yeah. You know, I'd like to take you out. Mm. Uh, what's your number? I'm going to text you. Yeah. But when I see you doing it, I'm like, man. Cause, and, and, I, and we would call that day game. Yeah. I don't know what LA guys call that, but in New York. I just call it talking game. to bitches. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. I just call it talking to bitches, man. Talking to <laughs> no, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Niggas is trying to get man. That's it. <laughs> but in this sense, you know, I'm trying to make comedy out of it, you know? Yeah. yeah but yeah. I saw, I, saw, I saw one, man, and I thought it was really creative where you took these boxing gloves and you told the girl... <laughs> If she doesn't give you her number, you're gonna box I'm her. I'm gonna beat this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, she really fucking. Because right, she it's had a like, nice ass though. By the way, hey, thank She's you. I mean, face, yeah, you know. You know so I didn't get to knock that one down, but um, <laughs> but, but 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 listen to me though. I, I what I will say, she did have nice ass. But nice I will ass. I will say this, and I'm sure since you said you've done this before in New yeah. York, and 
I mean, obviously, by you, you're, you're obviously pimping. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I believe you 100%. I'm sure you know that it's not about what you say. It's how you say it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people come and ask me, like, how are you able to just go and say that shit? It's like, you wouldn't be able to say that. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend anybody to go and tell a hey, if you don't give me your number, I'm going to beat your ass. Like, don't do that. Yeah. But, I mean, I feel like a lot of people can feel that, like, I'm not threatening when I say the certain things. Obviously, I, I get people mad. Like, I've gotten cans thrown in my head. I have gotten slapped. Um, really? But, yeah, for sure. It's on my Instagram, on my YouTube channel. But that's real. Yeah, for sure. Get mad. You know, so cause some people can't understand. It's just like, I'm sure you get it a lot too. Some people, when you're saying the punchlines you say in a serious way, some people might believe yeah. that you're serious. It's the same thing with me sometimes, but like the successes are because people can genuinely tell that I'm just not, I'm, you can't take this seriously. Who, who the f is gonna be, who the f walks around the mall with boxing gloves and, and threatening <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's kind of yeah. hard to, so it's like, it, it kind of makes them interesting. And as crazy as it sounds, all these niggas sound the same. Yeah. Everyone's just, hey, yo, what's up, my woo through a woo? You know, what's your number? I think you, hey, yo, red shirt. You know what I'm saying? Just goofy shit that never works. Yeah. So it's like when a guy comes up with something funny, it's like, it's interesting. Yeah. So I feel like once you can make a girl laugh, you're like halfway to getting her panties exactly. off. Exactly. Right? Yeah. When, a, when I see a woman laugh a lot, I'm like, man, she wants it. Exactly. Right? You yeah. feel that. And they say that too. It's like, if you can make me laugh, it's like pretty much over. And it's true. Yeah. Yeah. And even like the biggest guys, mm -hmm. I noticed that a lot of guys, I don't know how you were in high school. But no, I, was, like, I, was a, I was a loser in high school. Were you a class clown though? I was. So I bet a lot of bigger guys, but you're also about 6'3", I think. 6'2", six six two, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're about the same height. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're a lot taller than I thought. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, what I'm saying, like, you know. I could imagine a lot of guys being scared of you. Yeah. Because they know that you could just make the whole class laugh at them. Yeah. I find, that, I find that a lot of guys are more afraid of the comedians in many ways than to the tough meathead. Yeah. Because they know with the power of the war, word, we can just destroy you. You're just done. You don't want to open that can. But yeah. uh, I will say this. I don't think I got that intimidation until I became Megan McQueen. Yeah. Uh, when I was in high school and shit, I... Even until like 20, age 21, I was low-key a loser. Like, not a loser in the sense that I didn't have the potential. I just didn't know how to release the potential. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know how to get girls in high school. I didn't know how to talk to anybody. I only had one friend, really. I was just really like, I, I didn't really get haircuts. I wore dusty-ass clothes. I, all I did was hoop and skateboard. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't know how to do any of this. And then it got to a point where I went to... Um, Arizona with my brother's friends from uh, his army days and I went to the club and I was like I think 20 and they these niggas used to get all the and we were just in the club and they were just getting for me but I couldn't get it for myself they were trying to tell me yo go up to the girl say this go up to the girl do this and I would do it and I was getting rejected miserably and this was the turning point for me was that night they saw that I was getting rejected so they had some girl with big titties like, you know, say, yo, come over here, Christy, for lack of better, I can't remember her name. Come over here. They put a shot between her titties and they put whipped cream on it. And they were like, McQueen, come over here. And they made me take the shot off of her titties. I took the shot off of her titties. And I'm thinking like, <laughs> I, like I said, I don't have any, any game at this point. Like yeah. I have no knowledge of how to <laughs> do anything. No, when it comes to confidence at all. You were 16? Uh, 20. Oh, okay. And, um, and so I took the shot. And she's like dancing, they were recording, and I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I'm about to get some yeah. like, no, bro. Immediately after that, I was like, so you want to dance? She was like, uh, look to the left. And the dude who like made that situation happen 
She was like, I'm gonna go dance with him. And his name was Chris. I'm gonna go dance with Chris. And she, and he saw that whole thing like happen right in front of him. And as she's walking over to him, he's looking at me like, and the, I, to pretty much say like, bro, I don't know what to tell you. I, he was like, you gotta get your game up. Yeah. That to me was like, and my brother was with me, but he has a wife. So it's not like he could help me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I remember I, it was a long, quiet ride back home down to LA. <laughs> and I just remember like, I was like, bro, when I get back to LA, I'm gonna figure out how to become confident, bro. It's time. Because yeah. that was the most fucking humiliating thing. <laughs> the most humiliating, but the best thing that could have happened to me, you yeah. know? So. And then what'd you do? You start, how, so how, how, how do you come up with your jokes? Do you, you write? Well, I mean, with the jokes with the comedy part, I was always funny. I just didn't know how to do it. Yeah. I just don't, I didn't know how to say with the amount of confidence that you need as a comedian, you know? Yeah. And so, like, when I learned how to, like, what I did when I went back to L.A. is I learned how to, like, I looked up books and I looked up, like, you know, articles and communities of, like, how to become confident, you know? And they always say the best way to become confident is to learn how to talk to girls because that's, like, the hardest thing as a young man to, like, overcome, yeah. you know, especially talking to girls in public. And for sure it was for me. So what I did was I just learned and pretty much I took what I learned and I went to the mall every day in LA and I just approached for like two months straight, just getting rejected on purpose, like with the intention of getting rejected so I can become numb to it. And then once I became numb to it, then obviously you get better at it because you don't really care what you say, you just say it. And then obviously girls detect that and then you start getting numbers and you gain confidence from you know, getting numbers. And then obviously you get better over and over time. And then you start to realize, okay, I, damn, now I have confidence. Now I can go and do other shit. Now I can do stand-up. Now I can go and do YouTube videos. Now I can go and do this. Now I can walk into a room full of businessmen and like be able to hold my own. Yeah. And then I started to implement those things. And then obviously I made it, I, I had a degree and I was working in an IT job, which was trash yeah but then i had gained like that new skill of confidence so i was like i see all these white boys on youtube no offense brother um, <laughs> it's not funny not funny at all okay blowing the fuck up like not funny at all and i'm like oh my god i know i'm funny you know what i'm saying like if these niggas is doing this shit getting millions of views i know i'm way funnier than this so i could do this shit too yeah. so and i was tired of taking orders from the whites you know what i'm saying like i'm in the cubicle they coming over and looking on my shoulders like you know what i'm saying like not saying a word like i can't yeah. even hear the footsteps and i'm in the it was just terrible bro like yeah. so i was like i can't do this for the rest of my life so then i was like, all right let me use like this confidence to go and do something so i made a youtube channel and I would go to the mall and film me, <laughs> film me talking to girls. You know what I'm saying? I would yeah. get my homie and like we would just go and I would walk inside around the mall just talking to the same funny shit, same yeah. controversial shit, and then getting the number. And then like I maybe did like maybe 10 or 15 videos. And uh, uh, I think around the 14th one, um, I was in my, I was, uh, nothing was getting picked up. And uh, I remember I was in the garage with my mom. And I was kind of sad. I wasn't about to give up, but I was just like, man, like I know I'm way funnier than all these guys. And I know what I have to bring to the table is funny. Like why am I shit and my shit not blowing up? And then she was like, uh, watch, it's gonna happen when you least expect it. And the next morning I was in my cubicle and um, the video I had posted the night before, I was in my cubicle just fixing computers and shit. And my phone just started blowing up. And it was like, this person subscribed to you, this person subscribed to you, this person subscribed to you. And I was like, what the f where is this coming from? And I saw that World Star had reposted my YouTube video oh. and I gained 5,000 subscribers in one night. So from there, I was like, oh my God, like it's over. And then I quit that job and I worked at Starbucks part-time so I can do YouTube more often. And then once I made enough money on YouTube, I just like left that shit. And fuck, man.
Yeah, that's so, dope, man. Yeah. That's dope, man. World yeah. Star Club. Yeah. You know, <laughs> is, is that how you got started too? Or? I, I got two videos in, in World Star. Oh, really? And to me, that was something that I knew before I ever got any videos yeah. made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, World for New Yorker, you know, looking at World Star yeah. was like, that's just, yeah, that that's, was the coolest website. Yeah, yeah. So to the, I remember they even offered me like, Maybe fifty bucks. Oh, really? For the video to use it on, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. For on uh, on Instagram, and yeah. I was like, Nah, man, I'll pay you guys if you just let me be like your collaborator. Yeah, yeah. Because they got you know like thirty million or something. Yeah. And uh, and they're like, No, you don't have to pay us. I was like, I don't want your money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they did a collaborator post, and mm-hmm. and that 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 was like really like a prestige. I know what you mean. The world star is yeah. like a. That's like a prestigious, if you really, you know. If you're the on culture, there, you yeah, essentially the made it in the internet world. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, at least you got a, you got a jump start, you know? So, yeah. yeah. I would That's be. how I felt, you know? I was like, man, I, got, I have an opportunity now. I need to capitalize on this shit, yeah. you know? Well, you so. got a million subscribers, man. You got that in, in about a year? Two no, years? no, hell no. no. It's been seven years since I've done this. I started when I was 23, I'm 30 now, so. Dang, yeah. bro. You've been putting in that work. Yeah, hey, man. That's the only way I, I figured out to, to get where I want to get, you know? Yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing was handed to me, Yeah, yeah. you know? I mean, it, there was a lot of times where I wanted things to come a lot faster than it did because you see a lot of other people, you know, doing less work and getting further than you, but you also see those same people not having the, as high of a calling as you, and I think that just comes with time and experience and patience and understanding that, like, you need to just only focus on you yeah. and beat the person you were yesterday and <clears throat> stop comparing yourself and yeah. trust in God, uh, you know? Um, I mean, I'm, I believe in God. Yeah, I, yeah me too. So, yeah. Um, and just, you know, so I, I, it took a lot of experience and time for me to get to the mental place and fortitude that I have now to like think that way. But the only way I figured out to, there's no way around, yeah. you know, there's no shortcuts. You can take shortcuts, but it's really gonna hurt you, at least in my journey. The thing that I found the most is just hard work and patience. And that's what, how I've gotten where I've gotten, you know, so. I never, I never got to a million followers, man. I got up to close to 800,000. Oh, really? On YouTube? On, on TikTok. On TikTok, okay. And I got kicked off. Wow. Oh, that's so weak, man. I'm sorry you know, about that. No, that's all. TikTok is so, bro, man. All these you new platforms TikTok? are so soft. Yeah, I am on TikTok. But yeah. getting a million is very, like, that, that's respect, bro. Thank Especially you, Especially on YouTube. I think that's, like, the hardest. Yeah. That's like that's like real hard. Yeah. You do long format too, yeah. bro. You go hard. Yeah. Like you're doing like these long, and and it doesn't even seem like you got much special effects. You're just like <laughs> raw comedic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's that's like real respect, bro. I appreciate that, yeah, man. man. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I never talk to anybody, so I never hear it from the outside perspective. I'm always just inside the house working on my videos. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so what happened with that girl, the shorter one with the fat ass, when you told her about the boxing? What happened after you were done filming? Oh, so I mean, obviously I got her number. I never tell the girls that I'm filming them. I never tell them. Cause it's like, you know, you can sit there and say what you want. Oh, that's f-ed up. I, I don't really give a f-. Yeah. Um, Did she know later you were filming her? Yeah, cause she felt saw herself on Instagram and YouTube, so. Oh, she texted you? No, she, I mean, she commented in the comment section. Oh. And then my fans were DMing me like, oh, is this the girl? I was like, yeah, <laughs> but I didn't respond to her. But she never said anything about it because obviously I never got the chance to really fuck her. So it, yeah, we yeah. didn't really get that foreign conversation. But um, I got her number, and then sometimes I'll just tell my camera, because I'm mic'd up, so I'll just tell my cameraman, if she wants to continue talking, I'll just be like, yo, hey, just meet me around the corner, I'm gonna go talk to this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And then we went and talked, and we had like the little um, 
they have like that little smoothie spot <laughs> in the corner. Yeah. So we went and got a smoothie together and shit. Yeah, a smoothie with Yeah, a smoothie. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. No. And I was posted up with her and then we had set up a date, it never happened though. Um yeah. That's how that's pretty much all that happened. Nice. You know? Yeah. Well shit, man. Well, it's interesting how you talk about like the the confidence between like women mm-hmm. and then also business. Yeah. You think about it, it's also true for like wealth, yeah. wealth creation. Yeah. You know, wealth <laughs> is really just financial maintenance. Right. Not wasting your money on pointless things. Right. Uh, you know, for example, true alpha would never go all out on the first date. Right. I once uh, blew $4,000 out with a beautiful woman mm. in one night a while back. First date? Yeah. Wow. And she had the best rack of tits in New York City. Mm-hmm. Turned out they were fake. And uh, I learned that later that night when I learned that uh, she had a penis. So she had a cock, huh? After you spent uh, four bands. That's, that's, uh, and that was, you know, I I can't ever get that money back. Yeah. So I waited until I got rich and then I sued her for my losses. And the case is currently ongoing. And that's actually Alpha King rule number 501. Never uh, spend too much money on a you just met. That's facts. That's facts. <laughs> I was like, I know it's coming. He <laughs> was going along with it, man. It's like, stay away from the trainings, man. McQueen, man. How do you see a typical week for you? in a couple of years? Like, what would you be working on? Because like, uh, you, you look like you got a great future ahead of you. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Um, so two or three years from now, <clears throat> um, I would be a money-making machine. Money's just coming to me. I'm just, money's coming from ev- everywhere, like in my sleep, from so many different directions, yeah. which would allow me, <laughs> give me the freedom to be doing stand-up tours all the time. Nice. Like, just touring. And while I'm on tour, like doing other work on the road, you know, calls, meetings, whatever this, that, um, fucking hoes from time to time. <laughs> now I got the time to, right? You know what I'm saying? It's not interfering with my work. Um, and just being able to take care of my family and, you know, support my mom, support my, my, my dad, and just give everyone, my family, the life that they deserve, you know? And, um, and yeah, and just just being also, uh, how do I say it? Like I said, doing stand-up and then having that stand-up like being shot out to the world on all the platforms, like TikTok, you know that dude, Matt Rife? Yeah. I want to do what he's doing, but like obviously in my own way, where, yeah. but he has the formula where he's just taking his, his um, crowd work and just posting it into clips on TikTok and it's just blowing and it's like that's not even his 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 written comedy. So people, you know what I'm saying, people are still going to his shows and like being able to get a original show because they don't know his jokes. So that's what I want to do with me. <clears throat> um and just be doing stand up and uh doing podcasts obviously being on big platforms, other people, you know, like you and Thanks, bro. um and uh, just being 
just inspiring the world on a massive scale, like on some Dave Chappelle shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. through comedy. That's what I want to do. Yeah. So, yeah. When is your next stand-up uh, performance? Uh, I don't have any lined up right now because the goal is to just get these automated businesses running and, you know, just have money just flowing in. So that way I have the freedom to do so because um, I, right now I think, you know, maintaining my YouTube channel and my fan base is that's what's got me here and been able to even sell out a show or sell a show at all um, is more important than me focusing on something that I'm not necessarily going to be getting paid fully for right now in this moment, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's the goal is to get to the point where I'm getting so much, I'm monetizing everything to the fullest extent where I'm, you know, I'm getting so much money from coming from all these places so where I can kind of like, now I'm not giving my time up for money as much and now I can go and just do what and focus on my craft while still being able to have money coming in the way it's supposed to be and my business being maintained, if that makes sense. Uh, how do you feel like with the edgy comedy cancel culture? How, like, how, how do you look <clears throat> at it with like creating comedy and dealing with cancel culture? I mean, I started off, I blew up off of being f ignorant and crazy, you yeah. know? So, I mean, I kind of look at it like, as long as I don't do anything on some R. Kelly shit, I don't see how I could, you know, I don't see how I could get canceled because no one can sit there and look at me and, and say that I changed, right. you know? I mean, everyone, I mean, they try to do it. It's happened multiple times already. People have tried to cancel. People try to broadcast what I say, screenshot I say, screen record what I say, record this that has been said off camera, you know, without me knowing, putting it on YouTube, putting it on this, putting it on this platform or whatever, the, these blog pages and this and that. And it doesn't ever work because everyone's always like, that's McQueen. Kind of like with 50 Cent, right? Like you can't ever t cancel 50 Cent because he's always been 50 Cent. Right. You know, like uh, the wild shit he says is always going to be wild. And it's always going to be shocking. And it's always going to be shock value. But what are you going to do? Cancel 50 Cent? This is who he's always been. This is what people love him for. And it's the same thing with me. So as long as I don't do anything like, you know, stabbing nigga or some shit, but... You know, like, like some just some shit that is just like I guess you can't come back from. Obviously, we know what those things are, uh, yeah, yeah. but uh, I just look at it when in terms of like dealing with it now. It is annoying because now it's getting to the point where like <clears throat> even the platforms as a whole are just like making it harder. It's not just the people. If it was just the people getting mad at me, I don't give a fuck. But like the platforms are like, you know, you can't do this, this, and this. You can't say this, this, and this. So now I have to keep trying to find ways around the rules. So that way I can still do what I do and give my fans what they want from me and what I love to do uh, without getting kicked off the platform, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, I mean, but life is a video game, man. You just got to figure it out, so. <clears throat> you know, it's some crazy stuff, man. I just ordered some food for us on Uber Eats, Pura Vida. Yeah. And they, and the Pura Vida Design District. Mm -hmm. And I contact Pura Vida and they're like, uh, uh, the food was delivered. Mm -hmm. It was completed. And then they went and they checked their team and they're saying the food was delivered. Mm -hmm. That's some crazy shit, bro. Yeah. Because we, we never got our acai bowls. Yeah, I don't remember. I want my acai bowl. I, I, I ain't gonna lie, I would desire, I would, I would like an acai bowl too. <laughs> yeah, man, like. Yeah. An acai well, bowl I, would be nice around here, but. You, you know, know yeah. up my concentration, man. Yeah. <laughs> Actually said, and, and, and then the said, contact Uber's support team. Why can't you get it? Yeah, for real. If I'm gonna lie about a hundred dollar Uber Eats, yeah, but that's some crazy man. That motherfucker, and I tipped him. <laughs> I tipped that motherfucker, and he took our food, man. You know, 
the gall of that motherfucker <laughs> that I tipped him to steal our food. It's an upsetting situation. It is. Right? It is. It's true story. Yeah. That's yeah. literally no, just happened. No, it is. Yeah, it is. Motherfucker took my tip money. <laughs> <laughs> for fucking around. For not doing shit. You got tipped for being a dumbass. Yeah, man. I never had that happen to me before. I mean, you so you, you've never had anybody like f***ing your order before? Not like that on Uber uh, Eats. Yeah, yeah, in that fashion. Straight up? No, nah, in that fashion is insane. I've definitely, <laughs> definitely never tipped anybody and then they ran off my shit. Never? No. So I guess, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. I've definitely had people miss my order, though, and say that shit's completed and it's not. It's not there at all. You know, not even in the building at all. So yeah, I don't know. I, at those, I'm just like, I don't know. But I, I want to assume those people just are eating my food. But then it's like, can you, I assume you can get in trouble for that. But I don't know. Thank God I never had to work in those jobs, so. Well, you know what, McQueen? You talk about those people. Yeah. Racism, racism is wrong. It's just pure and evil wrong. I used to have a uh, roommate, and he kept making Jew jokes at my expense. I got fed up with it. So one day, I stole his dog. And I gave it to my friend Tommy Lee, Asian dude, with the hopes he would, you know, make some sort of stew with it. We never saw that dog again. And that's actually Alpha King rule number 503, which states, don't be a racist. Yeah. I need to see this book, man. Uh, oh, the book? Right yeah. Here. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah How to not be a bitch. Oh, okay. Okay. I need I to see this. Because um, I agree with a lot of things you're saying, man. Um, definitely don't want anybody making any racist jokes at my expense, too, you know? Because yeah. well, you, you were talking about those people. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah you know. I get what you're saying. You're right. So, I want to just, I want to be a good example. Yeah. You know, of course, I stand against the racism. You mm. know. Look what's happening with the LGBTQ community. The, Matt Rife, we were talking about Matt Rife, for example, yeah. the LGBTQ community. The LGBTQ community is being ostracized mm. because they don't look like the gender they identify as. Right. I don't know about you, but I, I identify as a human male. But many women like to call me horseman or horse cop because the size of my dick is bigger than most. Okay. Now, it's bad enough when you have to carry around such a large appendage. Okay. But the misidentifying and the name calling only makes things worse. It does. And that's actually why Alpha King Nima supports the LGBTQ community. And that's Alpha King rule number 584, which states- it's a lot of rules. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this one is a special one because it states, it's important to respect everyone. Right. No matter what, mm. except the gays. That's fair game. I agree. You know what? I agree. And I'm glad I finally got to talk to you about this. Yeah. Because you know, just, you know, it's... I've been having some itches lately to not respect the gay niggas. Um, 
And now that I'm talking with a successful man that has the same views as me, uh, I feel a lot better about it. So, yeah. you know. What'd you think about Kevin Hart, man? He got banned off the Oscars for a gay joke on Twitter or some shit. I'm, at, at the end of the day. I mean, that's crazy. It is crazy. And that's before the cancel culture it, today. It, it was, yeah. And it is crazy. I wish I would have screenshot what I saw the other day, but it was somebody who did the same exact thing. I believe it was white. Same exact thing, you know, gay joke. Yeah, he's a comedian, gay joke from like 10 years ago, okay? And now he's doing like something as big as Oscars, like on some shit like that. No cancel, nothing, right? Now, I don't want to sit there and play the race card, right? But um, I will say this, that is, I do think that there is some form, form of favoritism, whether it be race, whether it be status, whether it be a, maybe they just like someone better. I don't know what the f the case is. But uh, when it comes to the Kevin Hart thing specifically, uh, and it's crazy, but it's, he's Kevin Hart. What the f are you gonna do? Yeah. I went to uh, actually go and perform at this uh, comedy show in in LA, <clears throat> and I was just coming out from doing my set, and Kevin Hart is walking in, and there's three rooms in the comedy uh, club, and he, I guess, had rented out one that was like a, maybe I think a sixty seater, and because he was practicing jokes for like a, I guess an upcoming special. But he walks in, and that nigga's short, bro, short, right? <laughs> but his star power is so crazy, he walked in the room, and like, it was like a row of 20 like all with fat ass and big titties right behind him. And yeah. I'm like, yo, what the like? And he walked in the room, and I, like I said, I had just got done doing my set from the other room, and I walked in, my manager was with me, and we're just watching this guy just beat Kevin Hart, and th seeing that in person was just like, that's, you can't cancel him. It doesn't matter if, he does, if he's not doing the Oscars. Who cares? It's Kevin Hart. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you see shit like that in person, it's like, okay, I'm not on the Oscars. I'm still Kevin Hart. Yeah, you know? Yeah, so yeah. it don't really fucking matter. You yeah. know? Who's your favorite comedian? Dave Chappelle, for sure. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> for sure, 100%. I like Ricky Gervais, though, too. You? Uh, no, I've actually never heard the of Office? him. Uh, you know what? I, I've seen The Office, but I don't remember, I don't know the names of the comedians. What was your favorite sitcom? Back in the day. Mm, that's a good, that's a good one. Oh, man. You know what, man? Listen to me. Does Chappelle Show count as a, as a yeah. sitcom? Yeah. Chappelle Show, for sure. Did you, ever, did you ever watch anything like Seinfeld? I would tune in to every, you know, every now and then, but I never watched it religiously, no. Cosby Show? Uh, yes, but I think I was a little too young to, like, remember everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's more of my generation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I definitely love all of those types of like humor, though. Like, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, for sure. Fresh Prince. Um, I love the humor that comes from The Office, though. I love that fucking, like dry, like you know, satirical fucking humor. I love that shit. You know, I always say this, but I think white people are some of the funniest motherfuckers on this planet. <laughs> I, I'm so serious, and I don't even think they mean to be. Do you know? It's like the shit that they do, the shit that they think of, the shit, the way they say certain things, like. How serious they are about things that aren't that serious is yeah. like, to me, funny as f you know? Yeah. And then obviously when you have white people who are in the comedy space who are aware of that and can like harness that, I think that just makes for like some of the best comedians. And I've learned a lot from white comedians, yeah. you know? Um, Who's like, your favorite one? A Bill Burr. I like Bill oh, Burr. He's, he's a beast. Yeah, Bill Burr is a fucking beast. Um, I like Bill Burr. I also like, uh, now, you, a lot of people might not agree with, this, agree with me on this, but I took some things from him, Pete Davidson. Oh, wow. Um, and it's not because he's like a genius at, you know, like he's not like the most genius comedian, but like how he's able to take what he's done and what he's good at 
and get the, and and like squeeze the most out of it, I think is like it's just a testament to like if you are genuinely like how do I say passionate about what you do, you can be you can be good enough to have a stamp in in the field if that makes sense. Facts, yeah, yeah. Would you ever do you ever have a desire to do movies? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, definitely. Yeah, that's you, actually one of the goals. Do comedy films? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. I would love to be in something like How High or Friday, Friday or um, That's a classic. Yeah, it's a classic, you know, yeah. or you know, obviously like the Friday, the whole Friday series or just anything comedy related, like uh You see how Chris Tucker just sort of got big and it just disappeared from ex- the game. Exactly, yeah. That was sort of wild, huh? Yeah, it was wild. It was wild. Like it's just- But it's it's super dope though how like you know, Friday was his start, and then now you get rush hour, and you get paid, I don't know, it was like definitely millions, like 20-something million, okay? And then you obviously do the whole rush hour series, and now you're just getting paid, and <clears throat> now you got stand tours and all that. And now, obviously, you don't really hear from him, but I mean, it's still Chris Tucker. You it's know what I'm saying? Tucker, it's Chris yeah. Tucker. I feel like know? he just went out like a G. Yeah. Like he just did it. He's done. Yeah. He walked out. Exactly. You know. And uh, but you see, like you know, he does. He still does stand up. I feel like most comedians are always gonna just do stand up. You know, just for the rest of their life because it's just something that. And I, I can definitely see myself doing that. Like Chappelle, even like when I before I moved, he was at the Savoy over there in Inglewood, and it's so crazy because you don't hear about him doing these shows, yeah. but he's just always doing it, and he just. And that, that's what I want to do, man. Is I want to make a huge mother mark on this world and make a huge inspiration, inspire a, uh, a massive amount of people on this planet, make my mark, and then just have my message through my comedy being repeated through generations. And he was practicing. Ex- exactly. Without, without people knowing he's yeah. going to be there. I don't know, man. When I found out that I like making people laugh, I think it was the yeah. best thing that ever happened to me, do you know? I think it'd be cool if you and I, you know, one night did a show together. Let's man. do it, man. Yeah, you know. Yeah, what I mean? let's do. Let's f- do it. That'd I'm be down. fun, man. Yeah, it was super fun. I had a I had a show lined up at City Winery. Okay. In New York on November 17th. Okay. But supposedly, like uh, one of the uh, LGBTQ community members mm-hmm. was uh, uh, afraid of the backlash. I, I think they just didn't want to have me. Mm-hmm. So that was actually a real cancellation for me, man, because I was really excited about it. Yeah. I was gonna, you know, I was gonna start in my talent agency that mm-hmm. I just got signed to. That was my first event. Yeah, um, IAG in Los Angeles. Okay. And 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 even then, with a powerhouse talent agency, it was like, hey man, your show's canceled. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with me not being able to sell tickets. It had nothing to do with anything. It yeah. was it, other than just the woke politics. Yeah, that's why I guess, man. And in reality, man, I got love for everybody. Man. Yeah, for sure. My therapist is gay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know, he's a therapist I recommend to other people. Yeah. I'm like, hey, man, if you're going through a tough period. Yeah. I like you know, how you have a therapist. So do I, man. Yeah? Yeah. I don't talk to him every week. Yeah. But if I go through something really hard, yeah. it's just something like, you It's know, maintenance. Maintenance. Yeah. I just look at it as maintenance. Yeah. You know? Maintenance, you mm-hmm. know? Of course, I like to educate myself, exercise, read books, work. You know, uh, you know, do good stuff like that. Have relationships, mm-hmm. but there's some things, man, that I feel like a mental health professional yeah. can just help you learn something about yourself exactly. with the instruments that they have to help you with your own introspection. For sure, I think you can learn from a book. 
You know, you can learn from the internet, you can learn from a university, but you can't, to say you can't learn from a therapist who studies mental health and works with people yeah. on a continuous basis, mm -hmm. they're seeing five, 10 patients a day, five days a week for years. Yeah. Not just their college education, their yeah. actual field experience. Yeah. To say that you can't learn from them, I hope I'm never, I hope, and I'm not gonna judge people who say that, but I hope I never think like that because I feel like I can learn from a janitor. Yeah. To say you can't learn from someone like that. That's not true. I, I, I can, I, I always you know. say that when I went to therapy, it was the best thing I could have ever did for myself. Obviously, I mentioned like, you know, the YouTube thing and all that, but like, <clears throat> in terms of like, how to continue to grow as a person and how to like go to the next level, it wouldn't have happened unless I went to therapy. And um, I was, I, I, as before I went, I was one of those people that was just like, I don't need help. I don't need this. I'm not crazy. I don't. Need, and it's like it's so wild how they indoctrinated us to believe that we're crazy if we need help. You know, that's stupid as just because it's coming from a professional. All of a sudden, we're crazy. No, it has nothing to do with that. And when I went there, I'm so glad that I figured out that that's not the case. It's really just maintenance. You know, it's really someone who does this for real, knows what's going on in your brain, why it's happening, and they're just showing you a mirror. And I wouldn't even say this person, I wouldn't even, I don't know how it is with your therapist, but I, I wouldn't even say that it's necessarily like they're telling me, um, like they're ordering me around or they're trying to do something. They're trying to tell me what they did. It's more so, this is how the human brain works. I'm going to show it to you in, in your face. You look at it in the mirror. Now you tell me what you need to do because now I'm showing you. And then I, that helped me a lot because it's not like you're trying to tell me what works for you, you know? Um, and so it just kind of helped me connect the dots and it changed my life. You know, it gave me the mental tools I need to have the self-esteem needed to continue to grow, um, have the self-confidence you know, self -confidence needed to grow, uh, and also the self-worth to know when people in the world are trying to use you and take advantage of the things that you're not aware of um, and knowing when to stop them. And, you know, uh, seeing red flags from you know, and not allowing them. And uh, that shit helped my life, shit changed my life, so. I mean, you're, you're a master now at showing, making YouTube videos approaching women in the street. Someone who wants to get better with approaching women in the street, if you were to give them just a few words mm -hmm. of advice, what would it be to be successful at it? I would say, I hate the whole cliche be yourself thing because like people used to tell me that shit before, but it's way deeper than that. But I, I guess what I would say is, Understand that rejection is needed in order to succeed. You have to actually look for rejection. I would, I would say to look for it more than the success because when you get used to rejection, everything else after that is. It, you're, it, once, you, once you become numb to rejection, the world is really yours. And that's not even just with girls, that's with anything in life. You know what I'm saying? Michael Jordan says this all the time, I, <clears throat> I only win so much because I'm, I failed. 10 times more than I've, than I've won. And you need failure in order to succeed because that's where you learn. And it's the same thing with talking to girls. You need to go out there, you need to get rejected, you need to figure out what you did wrong, you need to figure out how not to say this and how to not sound like a how to say it with more confidence, how to you know, assert yourself, how to say this at this certain time, how to set an impression, how to not be afraid of what people in public that may be looking at you. All those things come from the experience you get from getting rejected. 
And a lot of people, I think, are avoiding talking to girls or going after anything that they're afraid of in life because they don't want to get rejected in some form. And I want, that's why I'm trying to tell you, once I figured that shit out, that shit carried over in every other aspect of my life. You know, I didn't care about getting rejected in any other way. Putting YouTube videos out and the world rejecting it. Um, me walking into a room and presenting an idea to a you know, group of businessmen and not being afraid of being rejected for it. You know, so many different things that you don't even realize that happen subconsciously, yeah. they are fixed because of confidence and f no fear of rejection. So I would say, to put it in a nutshell, uh, understand that rejection is part of the game and go after it and get, become known to it. Shit, man, that's deep, man. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming today, man. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, man, I apologize the acai bowl didn't come from Pure Vita, yeah, Uber no. Eats, man. Yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get my matcha latte, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Queen came from the gym, man. We were looking forward to it, but it was still a good show. Yeah, man. I'm excited. Good, but listen, man, I'm happy just to be here, man. Yeah, and man. I appreciate you inviting me over for real. Yeah, man. Thank yeah. you, man. How, how can everybody find you? I mean, you already got a million on YouTube. You're already big time, but... How, how could, for people who don't know, how could they find yeah, you? Yeah, uh, you can just follow me on, on YouTube at Megan McQueen. Just type in Megan McQueen on the search bar, and it'll be the um, channel that just says McQueen on it uh, with a million subscribers. And then um, on Instagram at T H E V Megan McQueen. So. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. And uh, everybody, please uh, sign up for my newsletter, How to Not Be a Bitch.com, where you get previews of my upcoming book, How to Not Be a Bitch. And uh, thank you, bro. Thank you, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, man. That was good.